Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. We call whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. Hello, listeners. My name is Theo Delaney, and I have the great honour of sitting in the chair of Mark Webster, who is uh, Webbo, who normally sits here on the Whistleblowers, but it's me this week. I'm sitting in for him. And we have three esteemed guests with us. We've got Richard Brecker here. How do you do? Nice to see you again. You too. And Sean Singleton. Hey, fair. And live from Scotland, Mr. David Edgar of the Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. Hello, David. Hello, lads. How are you doing? We're good, thanks. Thanks for joining us. So before we get going, I thought I'd get the housekeeping out of the way because um, the Whistleblowers is sponsored for the entire season by Ladbrokes. And one of the fantastic uh, results of that sponsorship is that you can get up to 50 pounds worth of free bets uh matched at bet.thewhistleblowers.net so if you put 50 quid in they give you an extra 50 quid in your account and uh, if you want to find out more about that you can look on our twitter feed or go as i said to our to our um to our website so i thought i'd get that out the way listeners so while you're listening you can get on there and get your free money so it's been uh, there's been lots going on in football. It's a busy time for football, not least because of the transfer window, and uh, lots going on. And as we speak here, it's Tuesday night. There are some deals still in the balance, and I was wondering, gentlemen, if you could tell me who you think of the big of the contenders in the Premier League, the big six. I'm glad it's a big six now because I'm a Tottenham fan, and it used to be a big five or a big four, but now it's a big six because we're in it. Who do you think's uh, benefited most? Would you say I'm going to start with you, David, because you you got a perspective from up there in Scotland, looking from afar, looking at the transfer window. Who do you think's done best so far? So far, I think United, simply because Sanchez offers so much so quickly to them, um, and they are such a dreary team. You know, they are mm. as a as a neutral. With I, sh- I suppose I should be up front. See, I've got some Everton leanings. So uh, Everton, <laughs> that's acceptable. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I think that the whole uh, the, the, we are we are no longer part of even close to that top six. But um, I, I would say that United desperately needed some things because uh, they're so dreary. Mm. And Lukaku is proving to be exactly what the suspicion was: flat track bully goes missing in big games when you really need him. Mm. Sanchez won't. Sanchez brings that sort of cockiness that Ibrahimovic had, but hasn't really had obviously since he came back from the knee injury, which isn't surprising. The guys what. what Fifty-three, I think. Now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You know, um, but uh, I, I just think Sanchez is such a big signing. However, if Arsenal get Obama Yang, I mean, I can't believe um, German football nerd that I am. I mean, this guy was talking a year ago. They were talking about Real Madrid seriously, and yeah. for him, and it's just it's just so an Arsenal to go and get a world class player. And pay for him, and you think you know was Benga drunk? <laughs> did they, you know, did I think they did the old eighteen trick that they gave him a glass of spiked milk, and he woke up, <laughs> and Obama Yang deal was nearly done. <laughs> 
Well, of course, as I say, I'm a Tottenham fan. There's more than one Tottenham fan in this room as I sit here, and I'm praying that uh, it's going to fall through. And it looks like it might fall through because Dortmund need a replacement, and they 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 want. I mean, uh, what's his name? Jury won't go to Dortmund. Uh, Batshuayi will only be let go by Chelsea if they can get a replacement. The it's replacement, a Mex- Mexican standoff, isn't it? It's really? a Mexican standoff, and the replacement <laughs> they want is Lorente. Spurs have said they'll only let Lorente go if they get Batshuayi. So, so there's still a chance. There's See, still a chance. I'm I'm clutching mm-hmm. at straws that the Obama Yang deal won't happen. But I agree with you. If it does happen, suddenly. They've pulled a rabbit out of the hat because they've got Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang and they've lost Sanchez. They're, they're, they're probably up on that deal, aren't they, In, when you look at it as a whole? I do agree, though, that uh, Sanchez could be the missing link for United. So this yeah. this could pull the whole team together because he's such a quality player. He's, he's going to score goals. He's going to yeah. create goals. He's a fighter. He's a Mourinho-type player. Yeah. I think he's going you know, to be a great buy. And he's probably at his peak yeah, um, I think it's a really good buy. Well, he's a superstar, isn't he? And he, yeah. Yeah, he's ready to, to fit in, slot into the team straight away, hit the hit the ground. You know, well, so Aubameyang obviously hasn't played in the Premier League, so that's going to take him a bit of a while. Obviously, he's a great player, but will he be able to fill the hole of Sanchez? I don't know. Um, Where I think it's interesting about Aubameyang is he's so unvenger like these last ten years, and that the guy is a nutter. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. is, yeah. and he's he's alienated everybody at Dortmund and Wenger. The last what, what really since the the kind of last remnants of the uh, of the sort of I'd say even the George Graham team broke up. That he's not signed guys like that. He signed these really nice, wee, quiet people that you wouldn't mind dating your daughter, mm. and all of a sudden he's got this guy coming in who will offer them you know, so much quality, but he's going to need managed and Wenger's seems to shy away from that he's a very cunning crafty man Wenger he'll probably put Jack Wilshire on him (laughs) and he'll just say take him to every club in London yeah get him on the cigarettes uh, and the Charlie uh, and then you say right you've done the London clubs now now you can crack on with your football Mm. I'll tell you the other interesting thing about the uh, the transfers that's come up today is City uh, are saying uh, apparently put a 60 million pound for bid for Mares as a six week backup to um, uh, Sana, isn't it? Sana, yeah. Um, and I think that's quite depressing that you know they're going to spend sixty million pounds just because a player's going to be out for less than two months. So, and who yeah. else has City got? They got Laporte, haven't they? They've got a good, very good yes. new ball playing centre back. So, if yeah. they got Laporte and Mares, they've had a de- very decent window. Yeah. But, they, um, yeah, but they always do because they spend the most money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, it, it would be a bit depressing for Mares to go there, but because as you see, he's not going to play once Sani's fit. Yeah. So he's basically going there for on money. the Winston Bogard rule. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. going there and he's like, just give me the money and I'll, I'll come into training every day and occasionally I'll play in a, a League Cup tie. Unless he thinks he can play his way into that team, he probably backs himself. He can't. I don't think he can play to the Pep sort of system. He's too, he's too mercurial or whatever to do that. But. Mm. Uh, and if Spurs might have signed a player. If Spurs have got Lucas Mora, then by Spurs standards, that's a good window. <laughs> that is a good getting one proper ready-made first, uh, attacking first player since Deli Ali in the January window. Is it? Yeah, really. And Deli Ali was sent straight back as well. Yeah, but um, he would be obviously a great acquisition for Spurs. Just what they need an attacking someone who can make things happen mm. behind the, the main front man. And what about Liverpool? And Liverpool got Liverpool. Van Dijk, which is obviously exactly but, what they really did. But need. then they've lost. Yeah, they've gained they lost end. Coutinho. Coutinho yeah. is massive for them. I think he's such a good player. Yeah, and are they in for anyone else? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Klopp says not. Mm. But 
Yeah, Klopp said they're not going to sign anybody. I think that Van Dyke is going to fail there, and I'll tell you Ooh, why. Firstly, yeah, well, firstly, he's ex Celtic, so I wish him nothing yes, to say. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but secondly, he's not quick. He's, he's a good defender. I mean, he's never, ever 75 million. But look at the react, look at everything he's doing is being analysed. He's not used to that. Yeah, uh, the, the, he's basically been the, the press are looking at him to come in and essentially be the you know the new Alan Hansen. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not. He that, doesn't. Is he? Ha- no. He's not, and nor is he a guy that is particularly comfortable when teams break on him. That that was his weakness is that if a team breaks on him, he doesn't really have the pace to deal with it. Yeah. Now, you're, Liverpool, you almost say all he's, their he, goals can see come from. He, he's uh, he their, could be their lo- goals come from breaks. He could yeah. be Lovren Mark II, is what you're saying? I think he'll... Do, look, it's a different type of defending at Southampton, absolutely. Yeah. Where teams... Te- Liverpool press up against teams, and yeah. teams quite often, especially at Anfield, will sit in. And what he's not good at is... A, I bet you put it this way, see if Liverpool were to play Leicester, I bet you Jamie Vardy would be looking at him and going, him, just get me, to, get me on his shoulder. Yeah. And watch what happens. And every mistake he makes is going to be highlighted. I, I don't know. I just I don't see it. I think it's one of these things that on on champ manager or, or football manager, it looks like a great bit of business. Here's a guy with an average of eight. You sign him, but in the real world, he doesn't fit the way they play football. They need somebody who's really quick. Who their concentration levels are really really high because there could be long spells where you're not really doing much. Mm. And he's not that guy. And again, I think he'll be brilliant in games against United, in games against City, in games against Spurs. And then when they're playing Burnley away or they're playing, uh, you know, one of these stupid fixtures they lose constantly, mm. he'll make errors and the price tag will weigh him down. Maybe once they get the, the guy from Red Bull Leipzig uh, that they're, they're talking about for the summer, there's a cracking defensive midfielder. Maybe then that stops it. But he could do for them what Canty does for. Chelsea, but I think he's in for six months. I tell you, the other mm. interesting one would be how Mkhitaryan does at Arsenal because he does seem a quite Arsenal player yeah. in the good ways and bad ways. But um, well, he's exactly the sort of player that Wenger does always buy. Yeah. yeah. What what happened there with Mourinho? How did that break down? That whole relationship. I don't know. Did he buy? I think him? he just. Yeah. Yeah, he bought him, but I think it was great. I think Mourinho's done with him what he did with Luke Shaw, which is when he walks in, he he goes with the old cool hand look in the prison rule that he walks in and and picks on someone to batter to look like like a tough guy. And I think Mkhitaryan was his guy that he picked up. Bet you Mata was in the corner going, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know that it's not it's not me. But Mkhitaryan, he's not. I couldn't understand why they signed him. He's a really talented player. He's so Arsenal. That he'll yeah. play fantastically some games yeah. and then he'll just completely disappear. Yeah. And he was never ever going to work hard enough for Mourinho. No. He was never going to fit in there. It's, it's such a strange signing. And of course, Mourinho basically took a look at him and didn't play him for what three months. Yeah, mm. he did give him a chance at the beginning of the season, didn't he? But he didn't. Yeah, the work rate and the going missing didn't go down very well. Mm. But no. um, <clears throat> yeah, he could fit in. He's very much up Wenger Street. And Wenger buying the nutter, getting back to that the Ab- 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 Yang thing. I guess Wenger's thinking, I'm in the last chance saloon. Exactly. What have I got to lose? I'm I'm yeah. in, I'm absolutely hated. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely on my way out. I might, you as, might as well, as well go him. clubbing with him. The dice. Yeah. yeah, I'll be out there with yeah. him. him and Jack getting his gold Ferrari and yeah, hit the go for it. Sod yeah. it. Sod it. it- 
It's funny actually that when you mention certain footballers, you think of certain things like you know you you, you mentioned Buffon and you think of the World Cup, or you mentioned Zidane and you think of that great volley in the European Cup final. Mm. You mentioned Jack Wilshire and you think cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that, mm. that's what has has some total. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you picked. Cigarettes and injuries. Him yeah, hiding behind that, a bin with a cigarette, say. hiding yeah. from the paparazzi, yeah. but he's so drunk he can't. Like look, he doesn't realise he's in plain sight. He's never shaken off that naughty schoolboy kind of persona. Yeah. Is he? That's a very nice way of putting it. I yeah. must say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, talking to Jurgen Klopp, by the way. Did you notice what he said in the paper this morning about the uh, VAR? No, he said that there was so much VAR in that game against West Brom that, in fact, that they totted it up and they should have added eleven minutes onto oh. the game. And he said the only and reason BT. they didn't do it is because of the TV people had to go to the ads. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting uh, thing, and it's quite, uh, and it certainly made complete sense actually yeah. what he was saying because it was four minutes, wasn't it? Because I, I watched that, I watched the Spurs Newport game, and it was the first drink out of the year. So oh by the time God. I got to Liverpool, I'd probably on my seventh eight pints. So I was, you know, you lost all. Even then, of- I, I remember thinking this is taking a long time. And I was on my <laughs> seventh eight pint. <laughs> So uh, you know. I, I don't know what you. I mean, the VAR thing is is very much the uh, subject of the day. But I I'm really apprehensive about it. And when he said that, that made sense. And that, that is one thing you cannot have. You can't have them it's adding good. on all those minutes, wasting all those minutes in the game, and then not adding them on because of TV. I mean, that I, is, I think the thing is, if it's used, no good. You, the most the best thing about football compared to a lot of sports, say like rugby, American football, where they have it, is it flows. Yeah, and if and you kill if you kill the flow, yeah. let alone injuries, yeah, and it killed the. So if you use it, you've got to use it quickly. Yeah, of course, and then move on. Absolutely right. And that's but, why the but, goal line thing is fine. That but they're so terrifying. Making also, mistakes. Do you, do you think it would work if they put a time limit? on yeah. how long before the decision is made. Yeah. I think well, they have to. Sort of like it a countdown solve the time problem, but it wouldn't solve... It would, then people would be making decisions in a hurry. Might as well just stick with the referee making a decision well, in a hurry. there's still controversy even after the VAR exactly. judges and have made their decision. My thing about VAR, and I feel a bit vindicated if I'm, if I'm honest, yeah. is that I always thought the trouble with football decisions is there almost all, very, very often a matter of opinion. Even offsides are a yeah. matter of opinion. When well, you analyse them afterwards and you freeze the frame, well, players say, well, you've seen him get... He's sort of... He's, he's, well, that he's Everton one... He's pretty much offside, or he's not yeah, really... You know, it could go that, either that way. That West Brom one where it was his torso was offside, yeah. but everything else in his body, he was onside. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's a heavy so Spurs emphasis amongst us, and yeah. the Pedro Mendes yeah, goal, that was why, so far... That's why goal line the goal technology, net. that makes perfect sense. There is no argument. It's either a goal or it isn't, and the technology exists to do it instantly. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love goal line technology, but none of the other decisions are like that. Not mm. even offside, which is about a line or crossing a line. Yeah. But I mean, so what is the point of stopping the game for two, two and a half minutes mm. while they all talk about it, come to a decision which is on balance and is quite subjective, yeah. and then half the pundits, half the crowd, half the players still think it's wrong anyway? Yeah. You know, it still could have I been think, given I think way. what was. What was really bizarre about that was that he talks to the VR guy for about two and a half minutes, and then he decides to go and have a look at it himself. Yeah, he's actually talking. He's actually talking to his wife. (laughs) What what was funny about that that VAR? Obviously, West Brom get a goal disallowed. Everton then get a penalty within a minute, and Liverpool Liverpool get a a penalty in a minute, and they still lose the game. And the VAR went in 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 for their favour. It's incredible, wasn't it? 
I thought that I thought that game made a mockery of the whole thing. Yeah, no, it did, and yeah. especially after what Klopp said this morning. I thought that well, that's that just yeah. compounds it. I mean, you cannot have games not playing the right amount. Of time what it does, it makes all the players hassle the referee more to yeah. use yeah. it. Yeah, they're already doing the old square it, signs and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bloody <laughs> nonsense. In, in fairness to Klopp, didn't he say that he appreciated that there were teething problems? And yeah, that, and I think yeah, I mean things like him not looking at the telly. After, for, he's had a conversation for two minutes and then looks at the telly. Things like that, you can iron out. You can say to the ref, look at the telly straight away. I mean, if yeah. they played the footage to the audience in the stadiums, do you think... That I that, don't think that helps. I think that Because, again, you'd have, one, you'd have the home Stadia, fans thinking stadium. one yeah. thing and the away fans thinking another because yeah. that's football and that happens Because some time. decisions are, you know, some decisions are grey, aren't they? Nearly all of them is what we're learning. Yeah. I mean, the only one that isn't is whether it's over the line or not. And also, if you, if you look at the, you know, when the coverage over the weekend... That, you know, they spend hours analysing it and the, half the pundits disagree with each other. Exactly. You know. That's exactly the problem. So you might just as well leave it to a referee. Our referees get loads of stick, but they're actually really good if you actually look at it. There aren't mm. that many Oh, oh trust decisions. me, trust me. Speaking from Scotland, yeah. trust me, your referees <laughs> yeah. are a hell of a lot better yeah. than us. And I think they're good. We had, an incident, we had an incident, or two incidents in the Rangers game at the weekend where there were two handball decisions... Um, and one wasn't given that probably should have been, and one was given that probably shouldn't have been. But again, it comes down to who you want to win the match. Yeah. Now, you could have gone to VAR on both of them, and it still wouldn't have changed any of these exactly. any of these things. Yeah. The, the other thing about VAR that I found really odd was the fact that it was trialled in certain matches and not right across the board. Because straight away, then, that makes your cup competition unfair mm. yeah. because one club could, could quite rightly argue I mean it's Liverpool let's face it they're going to they'll find something to moan about <laughs> but they, they well they will they yeah. will yeah. Um, but but they have a point here in saying well we're out and we maybe wouldn't have been if we hadn't been the TV game if we hadn't and that's not fair I mean football as much as you can should be the same rules and the same equipment and otherwise it's skewed and then Absolutely right. And also, it's totally also, it's another another way of saying actually the FA Cup doesn't matter. So we're trial on this little crappy competition. Mm, yeah. If, yeah. if we if we make mistakes, doesn't matter because the FA Cup yeah. and how Liverpool can moan, they it went in their favour. Their decisions. Yeah, they got that. Yeah, if, if West Brom had lost, they could have moaned, but yeah, I don't yeah. see how Liverpool could have moaned. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, it's mm. certainly not working now, and I can't see a way of it working because, as we keep saying, no, there are no black and white decisions apart from whether the ball's over the line. Yeah. So what's the point? Uh, we're just going to go to a quick ad break. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. And we're back in the room. So we were talking about that Liverpool-West Brom FA Cup game. And, of course, the FA Cup draw took place yesterday. The FA Cup, uh, as you were saying, Sean, it's not quite what it was prestige-wise. But, uh, you know, you can only win one of four. If you're in New- even, and you have to be in Europe, there's only four trophies going. So there's six big teams in the Premier League. So, you know, do and the one of, them's so, gonna, one of them's going to win all of them. Well, <laughs> maybe. Well, quite. So, I mean, so, so trophies are scarce and difficult to win. So mm. you can't poo-poo the FA Cup too much. So looking at this draw, who do we think, who do we fancy for the Cup? So Spurs got a tricky away game, assuming they beat Newport after their humiliating draw up at Newport. They get Millwall or Rochdale. Man United go to Huddersfield or Birmingham, a bit trickier. Uh you got City going to Wigan, should be able to get past that. And you got the Chelsea home to Hull. So the four remaining big six teams in should all get through. 
Can you see any? Can you see past Man City in this competition? No, really, I really can't. Really, are they that good? Yeah, yeah. I'm not not if they want to win it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm the same. If because in a one-off game, they will beat any. They, they will have an eleven that can beat any side that they go up against, with the possible exception. I think that if the semis are at Wembley, right? Yeah. So you would think that your lads would finally have a bit of advantage. Come, I mean, if you've not got your head around playing at Wembley yeah. by April, yeah, good point. Then there might be a bit of an advantage there. Yeah. I think that. For me, I was a real. I was really surprised to see. Look, I, I like Spurs because I like the way they play football. I love Pochettino. He should be the Man United manager. No offense, lads, but that's the guy they should have gone for. I'm not taken. Um, well, it, it fits that club in a way that Mourinho just doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but he's he's going to go. I mean, he does seem committed to Spurs, and I think the new stadium thing is a big thing for him. You lads will know better than me, but I think he does take a pride in being the I guy. I feel a butt's coming. <laughs> yeah. The the butt that's coming is when I saw the team he's picked against Newport, and okay, it was a you know terrible performance from Spurs, and you can argue they should have had. Spurs need to win something, right? Mm. Be it a League Cup, be it an FA Cup, it doesn't matter. That team just needs to win something because yeah. it's a really really good side. It's at you know they've got a good balance. They're they're well coached. You can see it. They believe in each other. There seems to be a rapport among the players. They just need that first trophy, and if they can get that first trophy then who knows because then you know the mentality and Mourinho always goes on about you know he always tries in the League Cup because it's been good to him he's won the League Cup it, it kicks him off at a club mm. Spurs need that desperately yeah. and I just think that you know for all you're saving the players one game is it really worth it to in the end it's backfired and you've got a second game yeah. out of it yeah, I, I think Spurs should be going I, for it I agree I think I agree. it's a mindset you know um, yeah. it was so long before Andy Murray won his first you yeah, know, major, major. Yeah. But then once he'd overcome that hurdle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was on a roll. And confidence is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's all about belief. I, tell, I think you're 100 percent spot on. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think Spurs have got. Uh, I mean, it's a good point about Wembley because Spurs have got better and better at Wembley mm. since they've been there. And actually, now last game. Sorry to bring this up, David, but the last game we were, Wembley was against Everton. We absolutely tore, tore them a new Oh, one. yeah, they modelled yeah. them. Yeah, and I think we've had a few performances like that at Wembley what, this season. We did the same to Liverpool earlier What might in be season. interesting about, you know, if we did get, uh, say, Man City in the semis or final, if we got that far, is how we do against them in the league. Because if they do what they did to us in the away game, then yeah. going back to that belief, we might not have as one much. One thing belief. I think about City, which I've been saying all, all season and been, been proved wrong time and time again, is that I think they are vulnerable and you can score against them. And the only time that that has been apparent, of course, mm. is when Liverpool just about outscored them mm. the other week. Well, Bristol City had a good go at them. They did they? have a good go yeah. at them. And yeah. I just think they're not that great defensively. This guy they bought, Laporte, I'll presumably will improve them, given the money they spent on him. But he's, a, he's another ball player. So if it's him and John Stones... Mm. It's like having Glenn Oddle and Mickey Hazard in your back four. I mean, <laughs> it's like they're, they're, Van Dyke is the is the other end of the scale. But they they can play football. And I love that. Oh, of course, of course, mm. we all applaud that. But I think if you get at them, and even Tottenham, you know, we got absolutely spanked by them mm. in the end. Mm. But early on in that game, we were getting at them, and it was an mm. even game for about twenty minutes till they scored, and mm. then the, the, the belief sapped out of Tottenham and surged into mm. City. And, the, and I was, I was reading uh, the Pochettino book and uh, the Man City Spurs game, Man City, where we won. Two Neil after they'd been on that run and they drew sorry with Celtic uh, and it was Wanyama just dominated that game yeah. and I think we, we need a, a strong Wanyama yeah. str- we need a whole spine yeah well, we, we've had a lot well. of yeah Tottenham have had a lot of play well 
a, a lot it would have been lessened in a lot of ways the other yeah. thing that I was thinking watching that Newport game is that when Spurs were really good I hope this doesn't sound too Spurs we better go on to another team in a minute yeah. but when Spurs were really good last season and the season before a lot of it was about Rose and Walker Definitely. really playing really well and, and that's Al- gone and Alderweireld yeah yeah but I mean, the Rose and Walker thing was like a formation. It, it was, was like a big was. part, and that has just gone completely. There's yeah. no way Trippier and Davis are going to do that. No. So I think, um, no. yeah, I mean, I think City uh, and United with Sanchez and with Pogba getting better and better and better, yeah. they look a threat. They actually do if Mourinho can get them playing. But he's, I mean, he can scrape results as we know. Yeah. Gee, it's interesting going back to what you said earlier, David. You were talking about um, Sanchez and how he'll improve them, which he will, of course. But you were talking in terms of him maybe playing instead of. Um, Lukaku do you think he might play him at centre forward instead of Lukaku and, and then that still allows him to have say Lingard and Mata and Martial or, or Rashford behind certain matches Jose will, will return to you know in the big matches in inverted commas Jose will return to what he knows he can't help himself mm. it's, it's in his DNA and yeah in those matches Lukaku let's be honest how many times has he been a passenger for, yeah. for, for them never mind for Everton going back to it this was something Everton fans could have told you because he does this. Sometimes he's unplayable and sometimes he's unplayable for you because yeah. he's just there's no point having him. Yeah. Whereas if they go you know, away to, to one of the other big six, I think Sanchez allows you to then, you can, you can then put in a Lingard as well, but we're still having a goal threat. Whereas if you've got Lukaku and Sanchez, then you've you've effectively lost one worker, and and Jose will go back to that when he gets the, the chance. Uh, one thing, just you were talking about City there, and again, this is maybe for the outside looking in, and you guys have your media down there, and I know all the talks about De Bruyne. For mm. me, this season they mm. don't look the same when uh, when um, David David Silva, sorry, isn't playing. Yeah, they, they they look good, but they don't look the same. And I think if any team, and you mentioned Iwanyama, who's probably the best exponent of it, can just get someone to sit on him. Yeah. I think you reduce their threat you know, hugely. Not completely, because yeah. they've got De Bruyne. was injured last season, wasn't he, for a long period, and that, that did weaken them. So they don't seem to have as many injuries this year. Um, no, yeah. no, and they've got they can hurt you from so often. But, but yeah, Sanchez for, for United, I can see playing up front because... I just I, I don't think Jose trusts Lukaku yet, and I, I'm not, and I think Lukaku knows it because I think you can see by his body language at times, um, especially when he misses a chance. And and Jose is grudgeful against his own players, mm. and if he thinks that, I mean, he takes it personally. If you miss chances in big matches that costs him, he will hold a grudge against you. But he and I wonder do- if Lukaku's getting into that territory. But he does always like a big uh, uh, number nine, doesn't he? He's like with Drogba, or whoever he likes yeah. a big man up front so I think you're right when he's when he wants just a point like maybe tomorrow yeah. he, he won't want to lose tomorrow so you can see it being a draw I mean as, as a Spurs fan it galls me to say it but uh, you know we haven't spoken about Chelsea yeah and <laughs> unfortunately yeah. you know Chelsea look on their day if they really fancy yeah, it you can't dismiss them no I, I definitely think that Chelsea United City and Tottenham are the best four teams Mm-hmm. And Tottenham are only just hanging on in there at the moment. So, yeah. and I think Chelsea, but the Chelsea have got a weird. Their weirdness is that they sometimes just don't turn up because there's something weird going on with the manager, and there's yeah. always some weird politics at Chelsea. They're talking about Luis Enrique now, aren't they? Coming in, but yeah, coming in at the end of the season. Yeah, but they've still got that quality. If they've they got they the turn quality. Up if they and, do turn up, they'll yeah. beat anyone. They can beat anyone. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's even without an effective centre forward because Morata has not been good, has he? No. 
No, he's hit and miss. And, that, and that, the that other fellow's not very good either. I thought he would be great. Well, yeah, the, fact, the fact they talked about Kraut shows a desperation, doesn't it? Yeah, but if they got if they got Zeko, which they're talking about, actually that could be yeah. a very that That'd could be, be very good. He, he could get in the team ahead yeah. of Morata, and he yeah. can score goals, Definitely. and he is uh, muscular, and, and pre- he played in the Premiership. Premier yeah, he's, I mean he's a ready-made. Uh, I mean he, that could be that could be good. That could be big yeah. for them. But That's apparently the, that deal is again, is again look quite a yeah. while from away from. Jekyll was, was involved in my favourite example of EPL madness January transfer window deals because he uh, when when City bought uh, Boney from uh, Swansea it yeah. was 30 million and they sold him to Roma for 13 so they effectively <laughs> spent 17 million to get rid of Eden Jekyll and replace him with Wilfred yeah. Sodding Boney yeah. I mean that I mean who sanctioned that yeah. that was nuts and it wasn't one that you look back with hindsight and go yes looking back that, that seems odd at the time everybody went what yeah. Um, just just a change for the sake of a change. If he goes to Chelsea, he'll do well. He'll yeah, do well. I mean, he hadn't done much wrong, had he, Jekyll at City, apart from not getting no. picked very often. But I mean, he, he looked like a, he always looked like a handful. Good, didn't he? Always scored a lot of goals. Yeah. So, so Chelsea will have had a great window if they can get him. I think. Mm. Well, a good a good window. A good. I mean, a, there'll be a, a noticeable improvement. But mm. United have had a noticeable improvement. It looks like Arsenal if they get Abbott. Abbott if they get the fella from Dortmund. <laughs> the club. The nutter. A, yeah, they, even despite using Sanchez, will have a noticeable improvement. Spurs will have a noticeable improvement. Liverpool, I would say probably the only ones who are net um, minus because mm. losing Coutinho and getting Van Dijk, especially in the light of what David said about getting Van Dijk, as you've seen him at uh, close quarters, no doubt, at Parkhead and uh, Ibrox. Well, maybe not yeah. Ibrox. Was he, was he playing? No, Ibrox, no, no. no, I, did, no. Uh, I don't think he played again, but no. I did... Uh, but, you know, so, so fair, but look, he's a really good player and I don't yeah. want anyone thinking, you know, I've got the kind of toffee tinted specs on about yeah, it. Yeah, he's yeah. a really good defender. And had they picked him up in the kind of pre-Neymar madness yeah. period for, for kind of 40 million, that looked. would have been one thing. <laughs> yeah. But just every 75. single error he makes. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think 75 million. Jesus. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? But I think, so I think Liverpool possibly will end up having had the worst mm. window, especially if Chelsea and Arsenal can do those. Also, it's hard, it's hard to make a call until the window closes because you never know what's going to pop out in the last well, exactly. 24 hours this is, know, um, yeah we're assuming you know, that these deals these putative deals will happen yeah, and Mahrez has only just popped out the hat it's, tonight, all, it's all a domino isn't it you know and yeah. it's often the ones who are signed for less who often turn out to be the better signings exactly yeah. the bargains yeah. absolutely yeah. nobody yet knows some of those players yeah. that City got I mean Sane we didn't know much about Sane did he when, when he turned up did we I mean he wasn't famous particularly mm. it was just a young and, prospect and De Bruyne had kind of been rejected by Chelsea absolutely. and done well in Germany and, and Salah as well have yeah. been rejected by Chelsea and yeah. basically Salah and De Bruyne are the two sort of outstanding players of the season along with, both along with rejected. Harry Kane well Kane's, a, Kane's on a, in a league of his own <laughs> but uh, you know Salah and De Bruyne but I love that about Chelsea if you're a Chelsea fan you'd be like what the hell the best two players in the bloody <laughs> Jesus but um, see, as a, see as Tottenham fans I want to ask you this because I think this is a really interesting point about Harry Kane who look, is brilliant right? yeah but does it make it difficult to sign another striker? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. That's why I sure he didn't want to come. Yeah, because yeah, if you're a yeah. top player, you're not going to come. So you're going to get somebody like 
Lorenti, who is a good player but is content to play occasionally, yeah. or Janssen, who you know, yeah, he's a you need someone on the way. Also, clearly, Kane does tell the manager, "I want to play in every game because yeah. I want to break the records." Because, like, yeah. you know, he could he could break, uh, you know, Clive no, Allen's forty nine records. Problem. It's definitely yeah, a problem because you, you, all you can get is someone who thinks they're on the way up, like Janssen. Mm. Don't know whether he actually was on the way up, and or you get someone who's happy to on the way down, on the way down, like Lorente, <laughs> yeah. So it's tough, and unless you get someone coming through from the youth, and we don't seem to have a centre forward coming through at the moment. So I mean, they only come forward; they only come through every fifty years. That's, that's how long we waited yeah. for Kane to come. Yeah, through. <laughs> yeah you're not going to get another Kane for a few no, years. Last nor is anyone I, else. I calm down on that one. That's, that's right. not going to happen. Yeah. So um, from the Scottish perspective, just give us what's it? How what's it? Just give us a little snapshot of what what what's happening in Scotland out there, because we are we. We sometimes lose touch a little bit with Scotland since it became a one-team deal. Mm. I hope that's not the wrong thing to say. But how no, how, I mean, how uh, close are Rangers to getting back to some kind of uh, competitiveness with Celtic? We've had a really good window um, from from where we were in terms of the players that we brought, and we we went mental again last year. We've done this consistently for well, ever since we ever since we went down to third division. Um, and last year, I think in an attempt to kind of swing for the fences, they hired this. It's very fashionable, I think, to hire Portuguese coaches at the moment. Yeah. And we hired this one. It, it was clear from the start it wasn't going to work out, but he talked a good game, so we wanted to believe in him. He said uh, he signed though some comically inept um, <laughs> players from Mexico, Mexican <laughs> internationals, and there had to be a bung there. Yeah. Um, Allegedly, I mean, one of the. Oh yeah, one of the guys in particular um, uh, allegedly drank more than, than you guys combined over uh, the Christmas hell. period on, on a night. Uh, yeah, exactly on a nightly right. basis. But Joe uh, Twist, brother, they, they, yeah. they, they've been shipped out, and they've, we've brought in just some good young Scottish talent that are you know no proven in the league that we are playing in. Celtic are still ahead of us at the moment, but is that because of money? It's not. Is it because? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. They've 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 got more money than we have. We're we're still getting still, on our feet financially after still, what happened. But still, then you must have the same number of fans. Is it or is it just? That, uh, no, we've 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 got more fans than them. It's true. We're the bigger club, but um, but Celtic have had stability for years yeah. plus Champions yeah. League money. Yeah. But one of the things that all Rangers fans think, and I'm sure the Celtic fans listening to this go, oh, "How can you say this about them?" But Brendan Rodgers is you can see it he's entering into that I am a god mood mm. of his oh, yeah. where he can't do anything wrong yeah yeah well, he, he came in with a little bit of humility but it didn't last long no wonder yeah. because you know they, they, had, they didn't lose a game in forever yeah. but you can you can see him sort of going into that and sort of like today um, they, they bought uh, they loaned they bought they, they loaned a the guy Charlie Musonda from Chelsea yeah and Brendan, with a classic Brendanism, comes out with uh, oh, twenty-four clubs wanted him. And when he was there, when he was playing for Real Betis against Real Madrid, Chelsea told me Real Madrid were on the phone the next day trying to buy him. He's never played against Real Madrid. You made that up. Um, <laughs> he is so, David Brent, isn't he? I always think him. He really, his football's oh, David one Brent. Of other, one of his other crackers was uh, that uh, in. The, the Clyde Tunnel which is a, a big motorway tunnel in Glasgow he yeah. said that someone got out of his car and said to him I'm a Rangers fan but I appreciate all you do for Scottish <laughs> football Brendan <laughs> it's like one <laughs> if anyone gets <laughs> out of their car in the Clyde Tunnel it's going to cause the a pile up yeah. <laughs> two they would die because of the the, the fumes yeah. and three 
it didn't happen. You made that up. Um, so the, there's the element of if we can get close to them, but we haven't held our end of the bargain up yet. We, we you know, we haven't got close to them yeah. to put pressure on. Yeah. If we can, I'd be interested to see how they react because despite the fact that, see, Brendan thinks that he's above criticism up here because of the league record, but the Celtic fans are going, we expected you to do that in the league. You've got all mm. the money, you've got the financial backing. Yeah. We were at my Rangers in crisis. In Europe, they've got progressively worse under them. Mm. And you mentioned that City draw. That was the high point. Since then, it went from not that good to utterly humiliating. And I think that there's more pressure on him than he realises. Yeah. Because I think there's quite a few Celtic mm. fans saying, Look, we expected you to do this. You know, yeah. the, the, you've the achieved par. All he's done is yeah. achieved par, yeah. right? Yeah. But Brendan, Brendan achieves par, and he expects an award for it. Yeah. That's yeah. who he is. Yeah. And listen, he's a really talented coach. But one thing we're clinging on to, and I admit it's we're clinging on to it as Rangers fans, is his terrible transfer record. He's great at coaching the players he has. He's rubbish at getting them. Yeah. Um, and I know he, he claims credit for Coutinho, but I always loved Brendan at Liverpool that. If a player did badly, it was the transfer committee. If a player did well, it was him. Yeah, of course. But all managers spin make... it like that a bit, don't they? But, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're a bit so, off. But okay, so because we've been it, in the third division. It, yeah, exactly. And our perception down here is like so: Rangers, so comparable clubs, massive clubs. Rangers had that absolute financial total meltdown, total disaster. So, in our perception, it's a matter of when okay. they get back up to yeah. parity. So. You're talking like it might only be like this time next season they might be fighting on an even. What do you reckon? They should no. They should still be ahead. You know they have right. all the advantage. Okay. They should they should still be ahead. Where- but Glasgow is such a weird place that you know that it's happened before. There are times where the thing is their biggest nightmare is us winning the league. We yes. only need to do it once. They yeah. are absolutely dreading it, yeah. and the pressure that they will put. The, the players and the club under if we even get close to them yeah, yeah. will be a huge advantage for us because yeah. they're not going to calmly sit and say oh you're doing your best boys that's fine you know they are going to go tonto and, <laughs> and what, but we but we have to put pressure on them but for Rangers it is like, you know when, when you come within 48 hours of not having a football club to support it kind of recalibrates your, your opinions and, and yeah. The fact that, you know, we've had some really bad, really humiliation, but at the end of the day, we're still getting 50, you know, we were getting 50,000 for Division 3 games against part-timers. Wow. Wow. And strangely, I think it's it's been, look, how many people can say that they've seen their team, I have physically seen my team win every single trophy in Scotland, including yeah. the lower Division Cup, the, the equivalent wow. of your FA Vaz thing. I have now, I never Surely expected Surely nobody can Rangers say win. that, yeah. Yeah, so Rangers fan, yeah. fans can say yeah. that we've seen our team win literally yeah. every season. And I think cool. in, in 20 years' time, we'll look back and, and go, what the hell was that? But there are some fun... Like we, we played one game against a team called Brecon, who on one side of their stadium, stadium, they don't actually have a stand or anywhere for fans, <laughs> they have a hedge. <laughs> and, the ball keep, and the ball kept getting caught in the hedge. And we're all looking round at each other, going, "What the hell are we doing here?" <laughs> but it builds character. Yeah, to have to go and yeah. to have to go and retrieve the Adidas Tango from the yeah, from it, the top of the head. You know, in twenty times years' time, back. everyone will look back on it like it was some hilarious distant memory. But you were there. That's great. It's a bit like exactly. The, I mean, it's like City. Exactly. It's like what happened to City. It's at yeah. ten times that, isn't it? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. You know what, David? I really appreciate you filling us in there. I feel like we've got a real. Yeah. We've actually got a real view of what's going on up there now. 
Um, I think that's brought, brought us to the end of this week's Whistleblowers. It's been my great privilege to sit in the great Mark Webbo Webster's seat. I'd like to thank Richard and Sean for joining me. Pleasure. Cheers. And thanks David, thanks ever so much for getting in touch from Scotland. Pleasure, By the way, David's podcast, if you're interested, if, you've, if your appetite's whetted, is the Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. And I'm from the Spurs show. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Someone will be in this seat next week. I don't know who. Goodbye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Labrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.